welcome to the Not Podcast. I'm Luke Harrison. It's another 30 Days of Hope episode. Go to the website, my.fope.org slash blog, and read along with Abigail's blog, who is here today, and we're on day 20. Yes. <laughs> so we're on day 20. You picked Jeremiah 29, 11. Um, for I know, for know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. Um, so what led you to that verse when you were writing the blog? So really, um, just over like the past couple of months, I've been thinking a lot about like God's plan for my life and like what he has in store for me and just like seeing the reality of that coming true in my life and like knowing for a fact that his plans for me are good. Um, and that's pretty, pretty cool to like witness because I feel like that's something that you hear a lot growing up. And then when you actually start to see it coming to pass in your life, it's just like, wow, okay, so this is real. (laughs) Yeah. One of the things that we were talking about yesterday was the um, based off of this verse, it was like, God, you know, God's plans are good. Like you said, but like when you really get it, it lets you listen to God and actually follow through with the steps. Cause it's really hard to fall through with the steps. If you don't have a hundred percent confidence that it's going to be okay. Right. Cause yeah. God has an overarching view that we don't have. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I was talking about this a few podcasts ago with somebody, I think it was Michael, but it was, a uh, as a dad with his kids, it's like, you know, you might tell them not to do something or to do something, and they'll be like, why? And you can tell them, but they don't really get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. you usually don't tell them. Usually, like, because I said so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. And right. that's kind of how it is with us and God, because we can't see the whole picture. Like, it's way too big. Yeah. So you have to just do what he said and trust that the plans are to prosper you and that it's going to be okay, because there's no way that you could understand. And if you do everything on your own, you're doing it with your limited view instead of exactly. the whole thing. And his plans are, like, so much better. Like, I've thought about that before, like, doing things my way and, like, planning things out and, like, the way I would plan them. Like, it's just not going to be near what he has planned. Like, yeah. it's just, like, opening your eyes to, like, so much more that he has in store. Yeah. And, uh, like, even with things that you can do, maybe, like, like maybe you would be okay doing a certain thing. Like, you talk and hear about you had a good job and all this stuff. Right. It's like, you would have been fine. But you could have done so much more than that. Right, like, you know, exactly. it's, you're not incapable of living life without God, but mm-hmm. you're incapable of prospering to that degree. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, because that's part of the struggle that, uh, with it too, me and Jesse were talking about this part, was the, it's hard when you can. It's harder when you think you can do it to let go and give it to God than mm-hmm. it is when you're, like, really having trouble with something. Right, no other options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... I have that tendency to be like, all right, God, I need the money, so I'm giving, I'm giving great, I'm praying every time I give, it's like good, and then it all comes back, and I'm like, have, have the finances again, mm-hmm. and then it's like, okay, it's fine now, right, I got right, it, exactly. and I don't give for a month, and then, like, it's not like God takes the money away, but I lose it, because I'm not as good with money as God is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> obviously, yeah. so that's the struggle for somebody like me, is like, when I'm doing okay, mm-hmm. it's hard to, which is kind of what you're talking about in here, you're like, my life was going to be fine. Exactly. But it could yeah. be, you know, this yeah. much better. I think the thing with that was like, yeah, I had a good job. You know, I was working at a private Christian school and like, you know, I was getting paid good. I was getting, you know, good hours at work and everything. Um, and I liked my job. It was good. It was you know really busy. And I like that. I like being busy. But um, I think part of the thing was I just like, I didn't feel fulfilled in doing what I was doing at that time. Like yeah. I knew that there was more for me. Um, and so part of it was, you know, I talk about it in this blog, like me and my sister, you know, we get together and we'd be talking about it and it's just like, I just feel stuck. Like, I know that this is good, what I'm doing right now, but I know that this is not 
like where I need to be like in these next couple of months. I know this is not like my end to beat all. And so it was just kind of like a struggle of, you know, God, what's next? Like, what's the next season? I don't know what you're calling me to. And then that's when the whole Karis and Donna Pope, everything Yeah, so happens. go through that. Like, talk about your testimony that you talk about in here. Okay, yeah. So um, it actually started in November of 2018. I was having lunch with a mentor of mine from church. Um, and she started talking about this school that she was going to. It was a satellite school um, in Raleigh-Durham, which is like 30 minutes from where I was living. Um, and it was really funny because she's a really bubbly person in and of herself, but like, as soon as she started talking about Karis, which I'd never really heard of before, she was just like glowing and she could not stop talking on and on about it. And it wasn't like, she was like, Oh, you need to go to school here or anything. Um, she was just, you know, explaining like, uh, everything that she was learning. Um, and it just, it sounded amazing. But like I said, at this time I was working and I was like, school, I don't, yeah. I was not a fan of school. I don't want to Going go back, back to school. school after you finish high school is not <laughs> Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. No, I was not, not thinking of college. That was way off my radar. Yeah. Um, and so it was really funny because it was like God just planted that seed. And almost every night going to bed over those next couple of weeks, I was just like, Karis, Karis Bible College, think about it. And so, you know, after like a month of that, I was just like, okay, God, like what's going on here? Like I've never wanted to go to college before. Yeah. So why am I all of a sudden thinking about Karis Bible College? So I started like thinking about it, praying about it, researching it a little bit. Um, and then in January, I started talking to my sister-in-law about it. Um, and she was just like super encouraging. She was like, yeah, I mean, I think this is a good like desire to have, like just continue praying about it, thinking about it. Um, and so it was probably in like February or March that I started talking to my dad about it as well. And he was like, well, there's going to be campus days in April. Why don't you just go on a trip, see what it's like, um, just get a little more direction. And so I went on campus days. It was like three or four days at the college where they were just like introducing, you know, like all the classes and the instructors and like just showing you how school really runs. Yeah, you kind of go to school for like three days, right? Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, and that was a really good experience for me. And it was just like a million little confirmations during that trip. And it was during that trip that I actually got to come and tour Donna Pope for the first time. Actually, you gave me that tour. Yeah. <laughs> and that was cool. Um, and I, I really thought like at that point in time, I was like, Karis, I definitely know I want to come to Karis. Um, I don't know when, and I don't want to be moving out by myself because me and my family are super, super close. Like I'm one of five siblings and we all kind of like stayed together, um, lived in the same area. We're all really, really tight. Um, and so like the thought of moving out here and going to school and living by myself, I was like, eh, I don't know. (laughs) And so I think it was probably like in May, end of May, um, I had a dream and I was at my current workplace, which was a private Christian school. I walked out onto the playground and I saw this guy. He had on a black hoodie and on the front of it, it said, uh, Karis Bible College. And on the back, it said Donna Pope. And so when I woke up from that, I was like, okay, well, that's <laughs> kind of clear, but I don't yeah. know, maybe there's room for interpretation. <laughs> and so I told my dad and he's like, I don't know, that seems pretty clear to me. I mean, maybe that's I'm just really supposed right. to buy a hoodie from both Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's kind of where I was at. I was like, I don't know, we could think about it. Um, and so it was just like, continue thinking about it, praying about it. Um, at that time, I decided that I wanted to go to Karis in the fall. Um, and so it was kind of more of a struggle of, okay, 
you know, am I going to be going by myself? Because my dad had mentioned, you know, we lived in North Carolina for 20 years. It's time to, like, move on, go somewhere new. Maybe we'll just all move out together. And so it was just kind of, like, somewhat decided, but, like, a lot of things were still up in the air at that time. Sure. Um, So we went out for a trip uh, in June just to, like, see the area, see if it's somewhere that we wanted to live. Um, and it was so funny because the very first night that we got here in Colorado, I had a second dream, almost exactly the same as the first one. Um, just like another confirmation, like Harris, down a boat, you need to go. And, um, so I woke up the next morning and I was like, crap, like (laughs) this is not exactly what I wanted to hear because we're all out here already. Like, you know, it it might be for sure that we're all going to move out here together. Will be the sense of me moving out here with my family, but not to live with them. Yeah. And so I told my dad, and I was like, okay, I mean, this is getting pretty clear. Um, and so that night I was thinking about it, praying about it, was a little upset about it, and I was just like, God, like, this is pretty clear. You're, you're directing me pretty clearly, but like, you're a God of abundance. And I know you don't mind, like, I don't want to seem disrespectful in any way, shape, or form, but like, please confirm it to me just one more time. And I kid you not, the very next night, I had a third dream, identical to the <laughs> others. And I woke up and I was like, all right, I'm going to Karis and I'm going to Town of Hope. There's no there question go. about it. <laughs> um, and so my family did end up moving out here with me and I get to see them on the weekends. But like, honestly, just seeing how different it was living here at Town of Hope versus living, you know, living with my family or living in my own apartment. Like, it's just a completely different experience and in a very wonderful way. Like, I, it's very obvious to me now why God wanted me here so badly. Um, yeah. And so I just found it so awesome that, you know, he was so clear, so direct um, to instruct me and show me, you know, this is exactly where I want you, Abigail. This is the season for your life. Um, and just trust me because I know that it's going to be amazing. Because I was so hesitant. I, I was just like, yeah. I don't know. This is like a new one for me. Well, that's one of the things that's been a theme throughout the podcast. You know, every, every few episodes it comes up is like, uh, when you ask God for something, mm-hmm. one of the hardest parts sometimes is just being okay with both answers. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it was a big part of Teresa's was, like, she was talking about dating and stuff, but it was like, if you ask God for something, he's going to give you the right answer, and you're mm-hmm. going to be cool with that. Because yeah. a lot of the time, it's not going to be the one that you had originally. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Over the past couple <laughs> And sometimes you get the answer, like, oh, it's not the one. It's like, yeah. it's like <laughs> Ivy does that. She's, she'll be like, which one should I buy? I'm like, that one. She's like, oh. <laughs> like, yeah. Cool. yeah. <laughs> buy the other one. But, you know what I mean? It's like, you got to be cool with both ones. And oh, that's really hard sometimes. Yeah, it is. But, and one of the things that I think is a big thing about Bible college, and not just Karis specifically, mm-hmm. like Karis obviously is the example right here, but um, it's a decision that you make in your life that's 100% just to get closer to God because right. there's no other reason for it. Mm-hmm. Like, right, yeah. You're spending money and you're moving and shaking up your whole life mm-hmm. and everything yeah. just to sit and learn about God for a couple of years. Right. And that's not, you're not getting a degree in anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're getting a degree, but it's not a super useful one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not, you don't have a psychology degree on the side uh-huh. or anything. So right. it's like, I think that's a big reason that people come to Bible college outside of even the teaching that they get once they're there is that they mm-hmm. make that decision that their life's pointed towards God now. Yeah. When sometimes it's easy, even if you are a Christian, to like just get into the workforce or whatever and you're just doing your thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of complacent, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
and it's easy to just get into it. You're like, all right, I have this. This is my budget. I do these things. Like, like uh, I forget the Blake Shelton song where he just does the same thing every week. So his voice message is set to uh-huh. like every day. He's like, I'm fishing this day. I'm <laughs> that day. It's like you can get into that monotony, and that's one of the things right. about Donald Hope too that it really keeps me out of that because. There's weird stuff happening all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Every, yeah, no day, one day is the same as the other. Yeah. So it's always different. It's been a, kind of a crazy, like, you know, we bought this place three years ago, but we hadn't ever ranched before. Like, my uncle had cows when I was, like, eight. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, like, oh, my wow. connection. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I've yeah, never... yeah. <laughs> and so, and, and Grace always liked horses and all that stuff, mm-hmm. obviously, but... Um, and my mom grew up on a farm, but nobody farmed up here. You can't grow anything. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's kind of a crazy thing too, where it's like, we thought like, my mom got the vision and then we thought we were supposed to buy the ranch. And it's like, this better be a gut thing because we can't do it. <laughs> like, we have no ability to run this. Like my mom been an events coordinator, so she can run the events. Mm-hmm. I, my job experience was concrete and roofing. Mm-hmm. stuff like that right, right, <laughs> like right. I, useless up here and so the it's kind of crazy how it's like I think God gives you the desires of your heart but then a lot of times as far as the skills go he'll call you to something that you're not necessarily skilled in yet because it causes you to lean on him completely right because our whole family's had to be like okay uh let's just figure out how to do it like mm-hmm. I do the websites and the podcast now and I didn't know how to do any of that stuff six months ago uh-huh. like and it's kind of crazy how it causes you to learn things that you wouldn't have learned exactly and then do things that you would have never i would have never been here like i would have just gone to college and done something else mm-hmm. after that. like i don't know what but <laughs> yeah no i totally get that i mean it's, yeah. it's awesome too because yeah all of you guys are just developing new skill sets and you're bringing on you know so many different people onto your team and you know all of them have skill sets and so i don't know it's a really cool thing i mean like you said it's completely new. It's completely different from anything you've done before, but it's awesome. Like, One of the things my mom says all the time is like, like a, like me and Jesse started this side business, right? Right. And we're doing yeah. that, but it's like, it's landscaping. Mm-hmm. There's a million landscaping companies. I have friends who do landscaping. Mm-hmm. I can ask them questions. And then <laughs> my mom's like, there's no template for this. Nobody runs a ministry lodge and ranch all at the same time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so to figure out how to intertwine it, it's almost like, it's going to work because God, I mean, it is working because God told us to do it. But that's purely why. Like, there's no reason. Like, I remember when we first bought the place, I worked here and I didn't do, I was still, in, I was in the first year at Karis. Second year at Karis. Mm-hmm. Second year at Karis. And uh, I, I made $750 a month from this place. Oh, wow. And that. I paid my care's tuition with that, my gas with that, yeah. food with that, everything. Now I'm like, <laughs> so I did that for three months or something before uh-huh. I went to school, and I like do not know how that worked <laughs> because um, me and Ivy started dating while I was still making that same amount of money, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things that's like I can look back on as proof that God asked me to do something, and. Like, we think of Prosper as, oh, God asked me to do it, and it means I make six figures this year. God asked me to do it, and I made nothing. Right. But I don't really know how, because I look back at it, I ate out just as much as I eat out now, mm-hmm. and I was fine. Like, I don't, and my truck got 
horrible gas mileage because oh. it was just a bad truck. <laughs> I liked it. It was a bad truck. It got like eight miles to the gallon. And I was driving it up and down to the springs when me and Ivy started hanging out and she lived down there. Uh-huh. And I do that like every day, uh-huh. which means I was filling up like twice a week, which should be my whole paycheck at that point. It should be gone uh-huh. between that and tuition. Yeah. I don't know where it came from. That's awesome. That's, three that's just proof that like God makes a way. Like if yeah. he's calling you to something, he's going to make sure that it happens, that it works out. Like, then he comes back to the whole trust thing that we were talking about. If we truly, truly trust in him and his plan, and we know that all of his plans are good for us, I mean, even though, yeah, like you said, it might be tight, like he still made a way. He still pulled you through. He still, yeah. like... And he's still going to be smart. I mean, you can't, like, like I wasn't going to go apply for a house or anything. But, right, know. right. But, like, one of the examples that is to me, too, is that it's not always, like, a... like. I have this tendency to like think about things all the time that would be great. Like I think about what could be all the time and then it causes me to be disappointed when things don't happen. Mm -hmm. But like, it's not always somebody comes in like and gifts you $10,000 to get you through the school year or something. Like I didn't get any giant gifts from anybody. I'm sure people gave me some cash in there. Like my parents would help me out with a tank of gas every once in a while, Mm -hmm. but Nothing huge hap- huge happened. It was almost like the loaves and the fish type of thing. Yeah. Where they just served it and it just never ran out. Right. Like, you know, yeah. I don't think more baskets appeared. I think they were just kept it just wasn't getting <laughs> empty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's crazy how that works. And it's a weird thing because we think of a miracle as something that's like, wow, it just exploded in front of me or whatever. Right. Like, yeah. Money is falling from the sky. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that happens. Like, sometimes right. people do get massive gifts from people and like, that happens every year. It carries people get their missions trip paid off or whatever. Right. You know, but sometimes it's just you step in and do it and it just works and mm-hmm. you don't even know really after how it worked. It just did. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I don't think, I mean, I don't think the disciples probably ever figured out how the loaves kept multiplying in the basket. Uh-huh. They just did. So, um, is there anything else about your testimony? I wasn't sure if you were quite done with that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think that was... That was cool. I didn't know that there was a... That Dawn Hope was in your thing there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it was definitely meant to be. I'm really happy about that. <laughs> you know, one more thing I was just thinking about. Um, Gracie and I were actually talking about this the other day. Because, um, you know, she was asking me... Like, everybody asks when you're at Karis, you know, are you going to go to second year? Are you going to go to third year? Yeah. Like, what's your plan for the future? It's almost like a throwback to high school. Oh like, where are you going to college? I what are you know. I, I I don't think so either because I haven't been in school for two years and people are still like, so what are you going to do after you get married? What's right, yeah. Like, just <laughs> people are always looking at yeah. the future, what's going to happen next? <laughs> and part of what I was thinking about was, because um, she was asking, yeah, she was asking if I was going to go to second year, and I am. Um, but what I was thinking about was, you know, back when I was talking to my sister-in-law about, you know, I feel stuck, I don't know what's next, like, I know God's calling me to something new, they don't know what it is yet, before I you know, found out about Karis and everything. Um, and it's just crazy because, you know, I was like, so curious about like what the future held. And then, you know, I found out God showed me so clearly, so directly, you know, after all those nights of praying and like thinking and wondering, um, and like, you know, planning and, you know, it's so easy to be like exactly where God wants you to be, like in the season that he wants you to be in. And yet you're still like wondering and asking like, okay, God, what's next? Like, what's the next season? Yeah. And it's just like, open your eyes. You're right here, exactly yeah. where he wants you to be. Like, <laughs> you don't need to be looking to the future. If he directed you for this season, he's going to direct you for the next season. Yeah. And he's going to be clear about it. 
Um, so just come back to the trust issue. Like, yeah, just trust be peaceful me. where you're at. Yeah, you exactly. Worry about it because that's one of the big things too. Is just don't. There's no sense in worrying and stressing about something that you don't even know, which right. is like. It, it's like the high school thing. It's like when you're a freshman in high school, you you do not need to know where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> People are going to ask you, but there's no, like, you don't need to know. It doesn't matter yeah. yet. You yeah. know? And it's like that now, too. It's like, I didn't know what I was going to do after high school. Even after I graduated from high school, I still thought I was going to do one thing that I didn't end up doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I made that decision because I wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. But exactly. it's that rush that society kind of puts on you to like mm-hmm. know what you're going to do next yeah. but you don't need like and god doesn't necessarily always want you to know yet because right. sometimes you're just gonna like joe talked about it yesterday she was like sometimes i wish that god would just give me a glimpse of the future like a year from now mm-hmm. but she was like but i realized that's a bad thing because then i would just spend all the whole year trying to make sure that, that happens right you yeah <laughs> yeah and it would exactly. affect every single action that might not even happen at the end because you changed it so much now mm-hmm. you know and so to have peace where you're at is a big part of the whole thing yeah it really is so that's great um i'm gonna read your prayer at the end real quick You said, Father, I know your plans for me and my future are all good. I thank you for revealing your plans to me in your timing, directing me clearly by your wonderful Holy Spirit and teaching me to walk in your ways. I put my trust wholly in you, for I know you will guide me so much better than I ever could myself. Thank you for being patient and confirming your will to me even when I doubt. Give me the courage to carry out your instructions and to walk boldly into my destiny. You're so good. I thank you for hearing me in the precious name of Jesus. Um, So... We kind of been talking about it, but just as a final thing, like why'd you write the prayer that way? Because um, people are going to read it. They're going to read, probably pray some version of this prayer. So, mm-hmm. what do you want them to be praying about? Um, so basically, I mean, it's just kind of what I went through when I was trying to, you know, make up my mind about, you know, going to Karis, going to Down of Hope. I was just, you know, asking for clear direction. And obviously, yeah, I, <laughs> there were a lot of doubts in my mind, and there were there was a lot of um, unknowns, and so I was just like, you know. God, just show me clearly, direct me. Like, I want to do what you want me to do. I want to walk into your plan for my life, your will for me. Um, so honestly, just give me the courage. Give me the boldness to walk into that. Because um, I can be a very indecisive person. I can weigh my options forever and ever and ever. Yeah. Um, and so it was just that, you know, help me make up my mind um, and just help me to do what you want me to do. Um, and honestly, like doing it in your time and in your way. Because um, it's going to be so much better than however I can plan it myself. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's funny because Ivy was Ivy was calling me last night. Like, <laughs> I I drove home and there's no service between here and my house. So I drove home and my phone connects to the Wi-Fi. And I just have this text from Ivy that says, "Call me when you get home." There's no emojis or anything. So immediately I'm like, "Oh god." <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I call her and she's like, "Okay, I'm proud." And I'm like, "What?" And she's like, "I don't know which table to buy." <laughs> so, <laughs> Okay. And then she kept calling me all night, and then she'd text me back, and then she'd, like, I think she finally decided this morning which one she was good. But the whole time I'm sitting there, and I'm like, like, what I'm saying is, I don't care uh-huh. by which one you want. Right. And she couldn't figure out which one she wanted for the life of her. Mm-hmm. And I, like, don't understand that because I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. But that's one of those things that, you know, people can be prone to, too, is just to bounce back and forth between decision because they're... Too scared to commit to one. Right. And a exactly. table is a really minute example, obviously. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, college is a big one. And so uh-huh. it's like, you got to listen to God and then have the 
confidence and boldness, like you said, to follow with what you said. Yeah. Whichever way it is. Mm-hmm. So, anything else? No, I think that's it. All right, thanks. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Dawn of Hope podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast feed and turn on notifications for more conversations and audio versions of Sunday's teachings. Our Sundays begin with a light breakfast at 9.30. The service begins at 10 o'clock. Groups and Bible studies throughout the week include undivided young adults groups Sunday evenings at 5 o'clock, bringing young adults from all walks of life together. Follow up Wednesdays at 6.30 on Wednesdays, a conversational Bible study based off of Sunday's topics led by Michael Roberts. Prophetic writing on Thursdays at 6.30, hearing God's voice through journaling, led by Joanna Harrison. All events are at Donofoe Branch at 178 Palmer Drive in Florissant, Colorado. If you would like to donate to Don of Hope, you can visit mydonofhope.org and click the donate button on the sidebar. If you're interested in holding an event at the ranch or would like more info on anything that we do, please call us at 719-687-3425 or send us an email at info at donofhoperanch.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Don of Hope podcast. Mm-hmm.